last time on Dice Funk. You you now have two sets of manacles. Does he match the description of you, Lick? Yes, he does. Emma sent us. She was worried about you. As for your father, yes, he knows we're here. That's not good. That's gonna mean trouble for us. I'm jumping out that window with you people on me or off me, so hurry the fuck up, okay? He says, I need to make sure Emma's okay. Well, this young man's life is in your hands, then. I mean, that's not the best situation to be in, but it's better than where he was, so it's an upgrade. I think you forget I am the son of a lord. You're barely alive. I'm tired of humans like you always looking down at me. You think just because you're rich, human, you can say whatever you want to me? I stay a wolf, and we're getting the hell out of here. Uh, you hear the sound of hoofbeats. I really thought you were going to say three first, and I was going to be so mad. <laughs> no, that was just a regular one for you guys. I mean, you know, it's it's not funny. It's a retro throwback to actually doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my pants on backwards. Is that good or bad? That depends what kind of pants they are. They're boxers. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Leon, and I play Ronaldo, the human fighter. Hi, I'm Austin Yorsky. I play Anne, the halfling cleric ranger. Hi, I'm Jess. I play Jane the druid. Hi there, I'm Johnny, and the fact that I missed my introduction is actually really indicative of my role in this game, even though the entire campaign banks on me being able to conduct it. Yeah, I don't know if we fucked up by giving you that role, or you just aren't prepared for our shenanigans. Listen, man, I just I just show up, I do my job, I go home. Yeah, this was a cold reading experience for pretty much everybody, you know? Uh, like, Austin, I know that, that I know that you're doing another D&D campaign in real life on the side, mm -hmm. but you haven't, you haven't played a tabletop role-playing game beforehand, have you? Never. Can I tell you about that other game real quick? It, it, in just a second, you know, I just want to finish my thought, uh, you know, quickly here. It's also Leon's first D&D &D game, and Jess, you haven't played 5th uh, edition, have you? Not 5th edition, but I have played D&D &D before. Yeah, so you and I are in the same boat, and mm -hmm. as a dungeon master, I'm just used to people taking the game a little bit more seriously. So, this is like, this was, you know, on the, like, last day of summer, all four of us decided to jump into the lake at camp, let's D&D, &D, and just be like, let's see how cold it is, guys, friends forever, ah! Except instead of, like, freeze-framing, and then, you know, going to, like, an 80s power ballad as the credits roll... It showed us actually, like, like slamming into this, like, freezing cold lake in September. And then just four people surface screaming, Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, we shouldn't have done that. Fuck, that's cold. Oh, God, swim for your life. <laughs> that's how I see this D&D campaign, basically. I want to I say that I, I have played D&D &D before, but never as a player. So this is my first time, like, you know, doing shit. Oh, I, okay. All right. Yeah, when I was very young. You were going to give us an update on the... Uh, I forget the name of the campaign. Well, he here's the thing. We started a campaign as a joke with, like, eight friends. It was huge. It was called Kanye Quest, where my, right. where my brother was playing an orc named Kanye Quest, and we were all, like, his hype men, right? 
and that was fun. And we did a couple sessions of that, but it was too many people and we couldn't like synchronize schedules. So that game ended and we started a new campaign that I'm DMing for, for like practice because I've never DM before. And the concept of that campaign was we'd be playing the villains going after Kanye Quest. And, uh, we, we call that campaign the Squid Squad because my brother is playing a Mind Flayer, <laughs> which is uh, like a, a Cthulhu faced kind of dude, right? Hey, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That's a good D&D joke, because beholders are a thing. Yes. It's true. L- let me tell you about this, because uh, I think I mentioned on Word Funk a while ago that one of my players had like flipped out and killed some people in public for seemingly no reason, right? Yeah. So the reason has been revealed. He's been doing this thing where he's been killing families in public, and, like all, all the, the parents and all the kids but one. He's done this a couple times, and then he kidnaps the remaining child, or has it sent to a monastery where he's been sending all of his gold right so any gold he makes from like adventuring or missions or anything he sends to this monastery and he's done this a couple times uh and basically what he's been doing is like he has a spell called dream where he can enter people's dreams like inception and like every night he enters the dreams of these children that he's kidnapped and sent to this (laughs) monastery and he, he tells them, like, he says, like, my character name is, uh, his character name is Carlos. He's like, I am Carlos. I killed your parents. Train at this monastery and become powerful enough to get your revenge on me. <laughs> it's the creepiest thing, right? In the last session, he asked me if he could buy some, quote, creepy priest robes. And he did. And then when he handed his character sheet back to me, I noticed he had changed his character name to Father Carlos. <laughs> And so this campaign, which started as like a joke of us being the villains of another joke campaign, has turned into the supervillain origin story of Father Carlos, leader of a death cult of orphan monks who are bent on revenge on the guy who started the cult. Wow, that's like really involved. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that not the craziest shit you've ever heard? Your your friends just decided that, like, oh, we can do whatever we want, and let's do the worst things. And my brother started an insurance company. Whoa, I'm sorry, your your brother started an insurance company? That is some diabolical shit. He's like, has insurance been invented yet in this campaign? And I was like, um, roll for it. Roll an intelligence check to see if you can invent insurance. And he he nailed it. So he invented insurance. And our bard, like every city they go to, the bard plays like a jingle for the insurance company. And they try to sign people up for it. And are we they... talking, I'm sorry, are we talking like real insurance here with deductibles and like, you know. Or is it just that bullshit insurance where it's like protection? Yeah, are we talking about, <laughs> hey, it'd be a shame if something happened. You might need some insurance. It's closer to the second one, because then they always uh, immediately start smashing shit. Gotcha. Let's do the thing. <laughs> I love how he's just like, can we not talk about this? No, this is great, but but um, I, 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 you know, our, our episodes go slowly, because we always dick around. Um, like, not, not, not this dicking around. I mean, once the game starts, we dick around. I just want to say right now that I do not dick around. I'm usually a wolf doing badass things like jumping so that I fucking, like, inhabit a moon for a brief second or two and rip people's arms off. So, I don't know what you're dicking around about, but that's not what I'm doing. I don't really dick around either. (laughs) Johnny plays for keeps. Okay, um, so... (laughs) Where are we? Oh yeah, that's right. I still haven't decided which direction we're going. So, um, 
you guys may remember the party rescuing um, either, uh, depending on your perspective, um, a fiery and indignant noble of uh, um, well-born heritage, or an asshole <laughs> who didn't really have any gratitude for the people who were doing things for them. Um, it turns out that this asshole, we'll just call him, uh, who at this point in time in the story was pretty much the go-to goal for the quest, uh, was much easier just being left on the side of a road in a town that may very well still have been hunting for his blood, as the party absconded on the back of their direwolf and rode out into the dark night, with hoofbeats in the distance, seemingly getting closer. Now, the hoofbeats are coming from the direction we're leaving, right? That's right. So, okay, so I did some math on this in case a chase was going to ensue. Horses can move 60 feet uh, per turn. Direwolves move 50. So if we're going to be in a chase, they're going to catch up pretty quick. They, they gain 10 feet every six seconds. Okay. Which sounds bad, but I, my sacred flame has a range of 60 feet. So if we do get into a drag race, I'm going to be able to hit them six times before they catch up. So that's where we are. You hear, uh, Austin, I just want to clarify that at this point in time, your ears are not exactly aware of how many hooves you hear. I I got flame for all of them. <laughs> I just feel like, look, there could be like eight horses behind us. We haven't seen a single stable in this town. In addition to the eight horses behind us, they could all be on piggyback, so it could be like 16 guys. Does anybody have caldrops? <laughs> I feel like, here, here's, here's, um, are we starting? Like, can we, like, partic- start, like participate into this, or are we still doing background? Uh, no, that's, that's, that's all the background. So, question, we gotta figure out which way I'm going first. <laughs> Before we figure out any goddamn thing else. As I recall, the only thing that you guys know about the area is how to get back to Stone Root. And I think Anne can point us in the direction of the closest Avondra institution. That's gonna take a long-ass time. So? Yeah, I remember I remember mentioning that, because um, you asked about it earlier. I think we said it was uh, two weeks away? Yeah. I think you said a week or two. Was it, was it, a, yeah, okay. Um... So that's where Anne wants to go, and that's what Anne's going to tell you. That's what Anne's saying, but, um, I mean, it's up to you. You're the, you're the driver. Am wolf. I? No, no, <laughs> not you. I'm talking to the wolf. Um, okay, so my question is, um, basically, I know for a fact that if we go back to Stoneroot, those whatever the fuck they were that came out of the ground are going to probably kill us. Um, then there's the Lord, who apparently knew that we were coming and now bullshit because his son is not have has not been sacrificed and just turned out to be an evil dickweed. Um so that's kind of my options, aren't they? Or I go in a completely opposite direction that we've never been to. Yeah, we just run in the the opposite way of all of this and then we played it farming simulator twenty fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> do any of you do we have any marketable skills besides adventuring? Can I use Na- a nature check to get... Mm. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing that I can do, though. What is it that you're looking to do, Jess? Like, you know how in 3.5 they had, like, knowledge local, like, as a thing? Right, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to do, but I don't think that's gonna help me. Yeah, but, but I mean, for, for what? Like, what do you... 
Because there are, there are four knowledge skills. There are arcana, history, nature, and religion. So if it doesn't fall into any of those, it'd just be like a raw intelligence check. Okay. Like, basically, I'm trying to discern whether or not if I go straight from the town we're currently in into the wilderness, would we be able to A, lose them, and B, survive? I mean, of course. Why wouldn't we? You're a druid and I'm a ranger. We'd be fine. Yeah, you'd, you'd definitely be able to survive. That that wouldn't be a problem. As a druid and a ranger, uh, a multi-class ranger, you'd have no problems like living off the land for... But how is living in the woods better than going and getting help from a religious organization with battle monks and shit? I don't know why you guys are so anti-my religion. It's pretty baller. Alright, alright. Here's, here's Ronaldo's feelings on all of this. He was all set to uh, reunite Emma and um, Ulick until Ulick was like, "Nah." So, <laughs> so uh, let's be let's be really clear here, okay, about exactly what happened. All right. <laughs> he was a little brusque with us, considering his situation, and I flipped out. Right, right that, I know. That's fair. I know. I feel like I had it all in hand, and then Ed was like, "Let's sabotage everything." Yeah, no, if I was if I was playing to win, that would have gone down differently. I'm no, playing to Anne. I know, I know. Um, so I understand that. What I'm trying to say is that even though Ronaldo doesn't is has basically been told off by Ulick, he doesn't want to give up on the quest itself. Uh he wants to go back he wants to um right, I'm just gonna say this. I'm I'm gonna say, um Ronaldo uh, for first things first, Ronaldo looks behind him. How close are these horses and can he see? The horses are the horses are not in sight yet. You can't see them, but it is dark out. We're, to be clear, we're in bullet time now. This is not these, this is not happening in real time. Yeah, Ronaldo uh, whispers to to the wolf and says, "Let's not leave town. Let's just hide for a minute and see what's going on because these horses are going to catch us." Okay, this is where Jane gets a like telltale. Uh, a signature telltale moral choice because Anne leans down to the other ear and says, let's go to the Avenger shrine and then you have to pick and live with your choices. <laughs> no, because Jane doesn't get to do a lot because she's a wolf. This is a defining moment for her where she decides how this quest goes. Yeah, all right. I guess this that's is, true. This is something for her to do. Yeah, because normally when I'm a wolf, it it, it like it kind of just kind of sucks. Like, I don't want to say that, you know, it sucks, but it kind of does because I really... It's limiting. Yeah, it's limiting. Like, I can't talk to you guys, so... Uh, Ronaldo is the paragon choice, Anne is the renegade, but we're, <laughs> you gotta pick one and we all gotta just deal because you're the conductor. Well, here's the issue I have is because I'm compelled to help this person despite the fact that he's a douche... But I didn't wolf, I didn't de-wolf because... Because we would die. <laughs> we would straight die. <laughs> my clear, I guess my clear sense of thinking was, well, maybe I could help him at a later date, but right now I need to get the party to safety because that's more important. Because if we're dead, we can't help him. And to be clear, Anne's plan is to rally people who are going to help us kill the demons and come back and then flatten these dudes. Like, we're not, like, r running away forever. We're going to spend three episodes just walking there. No, it'll be zero episodes. <laughs> we walk there. The end. I feel like Johnny's going to say, say, no, on the way, stuff happens. Do I have, uh, I know I don't have dark vision, but do I at least have low light vision? As a direwolf? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's why I'm asking, because I, I want to see, I want to make a perception and see, like, what's around us that I can, like... No, 
Just keen hearing and smell. Ronaldo says, let's hide. If we leave for the shrine, by the time we get back, everything will be exploded. Yeah, everything would basically be dead. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a perception. I'm so used to saying spot check, but that's not a thing anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a perception check and see if I can find somewhere that's um that I can that we can hide because yeah. I'm kind of huge. So <laughs> right, uh, we can't just jump in a barrel. I mean, yeah. I know. Like, I gotta find a place where, like, a giant wolf can actually hide. 21. Nice. Whoa. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you find you find what look like a couple of sweet places to hide. Alright, so I'm gonna hide in one of the place that's further furthest away from the commotion. A direwolf-colored haystack. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, uh... Do uh, listen for uh, what's gonna happen to this motherfucker who decided to not go with us because he's dumb. Okay, so um, you guys did start moving out of town at least on the uh, at the end of the last episode. So you've made a little bit of distance between yourselves and Gillet and Ulick. Uh And on your way out of town, both Ronaldo and Anne lean down and whisper in each of your ears at the same time about where they want you to go. Mm-hmm. You you kind of shake your head like a dog does when it's confused and let out one of those. <laughs> When they're noises, when they're frustrated, and <laughs> I feel like I would do that. That's the thing I would do in character. I'd be like, "These mother, uh You split like a ninety degree uh, a run completely. You go from going straight ahead to just. Can she dog drift? Can she dog drift? <laughs> The ground, unfortunately, is kind of dry, so, like, if it was a little muddy, then yeah, maybe the back legs would swing out a little bit, but she's turning on a dime right here. Like, this is some, this is, uh, uh, obviously her handling system is, like, a four-leg, uh, sport that adds traction, uh, to the leg that's getting the most grip on the ground. Too fast, too doge. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's... It's it's a pretty impressive feat of direwolf engineering. Um, so you you as quickly as you can, you split a ninety degree angle, noting that like you can't see anything yet, hoping that maybe you can at least get out of the sight lines before any of these these uh, hoofbeats, whatever they are, um, get into view. So you split ninety degrees, manage to wedge yourself in between a uh, a large horse trough. Um, and a uh, sort of darkly gray-colored farmhouse that, yeah, it does kind of look like it exactly suits your, um, uh, your particular fur color. And you, you get down low. Um, it's over top of an awning as well, so shadows are covering you pretty well. You think you've got a good chance hiding here. Okay. Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna stay hidden? Yeah, I'm gonna stay hidden. All right, um, Anne, Ronaldo. I mean, yeah, we're in it. We're in it uh, for the the long haul the, with the wolf. We can't abandon her. She's our our bus out of here. So you're gonna? Are you gonna make the concentrated effort to try and hide as well? I guess so. I mean, I I don't want to get found. So do I roll for something for that? Um, everybody's gonna have to make stealth rolls. And Anne isn't gonna do anything but lay on top of the dog. Okay. 
So I have to roll for stealth as well? Uh, yeah, but uh, the difficulty modifier for stealth has has been adjusted according to how well you think you found a hiding place. I do want to point out that direwolves have a, I think, plus four to stealth, but uh, Ronaldo is wearing heavy armor, which means he gets disadvantage on stealth checks. What's my disadvantage? Disadvantage means you roll t- twice and take the lower. Oh, okay, got it. So, so you wait. You get plus four, Jess. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, that's... that's well... Def- <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got a two, so that's the lower. You uh, fall off the wolf in, in, into the noisiest. <laughs> Johnny is the DM. It's, into a bucket me. of Furbies that immediately start flipping out. Johnny, you tell me how bad I did, I did this. Hang on. I like. I need um, Austin, you're not trying to hide? Anne was on the dog when you were running. The dog hid, and she's laying on top of it, doing nothing, not moving. She's making no effort to do anything. So you're just, like, sitting upright? No, she's laying down. That's how she rides. <laughs> so she can be close to the floofs. <laughs> to be close to the floofs. Yeah, my character is trying, but I'm apparently failing. You uh, rolled a two? I don't yeah. know if that was clear on the audio. Yeah, yeah. And Jess, Jess rolled a 12 with modifiers. All right. Um, so, <laughs> um... <clears throat> peering out um, into the main thoroughfare that you were running down before you turned down into this uh, um, sort of little alcove, you see a number of horses go by. Uh, you can't really count uh, exactly how many because they're not necessarily riding in a straight line, and there are a couple of torches and your eyes aren't used to the light, but a, a number of them pass. <laughs> Ronaldo yells, I'm hiding! If you had to, if you had to um, make an estimate, between like eight and ten, or between five, five and ten. Sorry, horses. If you had to make an estimate, of how many was passing you? Even on the low end of that, we would have just been destroyed. So, does everyone have secondary character sheets written up just in case? I, I, I've actually already started uh, planning my my secondary character. Okay, uh, that's for, for when Ronaldo dies. Um, it's a real it's a real beaut too. But anyway, while attempting to sort of get a little bit lower. Get low, get low, get low. Ronaldo, who is sort of half hanging off the wolf, half kind of like trying to cover Anne a little bit, <laughs> slides off and lands in the trough. Oh god. <laughs> with a very audible loud blunk sound. <laughs> god damn it, Ronaldo! <laughs> We're so good at this. <laughs> The great thing is, this was my idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and just gives him a look that says, I told you so. Do, did anyone, do we notice anyone hearing us? Or is, is Ronaldo just like, whatever about it? You have, um, uh, immediately after it happens, um, silence is in the air. Oh, shit. I get out of the trough and um, I shake like a dog just to try to get dry. But I imagine it doesn't work. Um, you begin to to hear something approaching a little bit slower from the direction in which the horses rode. God damn it! And you can see some of the materials in the surrounding area begin to exhibit um some light. I have a very important question. Uh huh. I just got very wet. Yeah. How's my dirt? <laughs> it's it's a little muddy. All right, well, that's, that's fine. I, then I have mud. I'm just going to change my equipment uh, list. 
to mud instead. Okay, but anyway. Guys, d- is this where we cheese it? Like we should have <laughs> done in the first place? Or <laughs> All right, um... Well, who's who's approaching us? Like, do, can we tell? I mean, uh, you can't see. No, no, because um, when when Jess took a um, when Jane took a, a hard left off the road and found what, in all honesty, was a really sweet hiding spot. Um, it was a really sweet hiding spot, you guys. Yeah, you fucked it up. <laughs> you don't believe how low you would have had to have rolled for that hiding spot <laughs> to have worked for you guys. I am the master of botching every role. You gotta understand that. Alright, here's what, here's what, here's what Ronaldo's gonna do. He's worried, um, so he's gonna sort of react, um, impulsively. Um, there's a, there's someone, like, turning a corner, basically coming near us, is that correct? Uh, you, you can see, like, the halo of, of a torch, or a lantern, or something like that. Are you gonna try to splinter cell this dude? Okay, here's 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 what's uh here's what Ronaldo does, thinking that he he's been had. Um he he leaps out. Um I'm having, not sure how to describe this. You know that scene in Big Trouble in Little China where um Kurt Russell leaps out from a, a behind a wall and says, Aha and then nothing is happening. Um that's what I wanna do. Um I'm gonna hold on to him. <laughs> Try to snatch him out of the air. I'm not even gonna like say why because I think we all know why. I think I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, you don't need to explain shit to us. So what is that? A grapple check, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This will be a grapple check. Well, I'm gonna botch it because it's me. So what do I have to? What do I have to roll exactly? Leon, your success on this will be detrimental to the party. So obviously you're gonna succeed. If you're if you guys are um, strength checking each other, roll d20 plus modifiers. Whoever gets higher wins. So I have a plus three to strength right now. Okay. 22. Four. (laughs) I crit failed it. And it's only Oh my god, I have you by the pants. (laughs) Only because Ronaldo is so allegedly strong. Is it a four? It should be a one. Um, You yanked him back so hard he went back to his childhood. (laughs) You're... (laughs) You ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> okay. All right. All right so, uh, so um, <laughs> Ronaldo has this great plan in his mind that he's going to, with a little bit of flourish, present himself to whomever it is that is approaching. Um, but he is still essentially in a bathtub uh, and a large bathtub as well, not like one that's designed for people to get out of really easily. So. You put your hands around the, the lip edges of the trough and go to force yourself up when uh, uh, Jess's head comes around. And without even necessarily making a strength check, just kind of like pokes her nose in your chest and snarls. Um, this catches you off guard because you are already, like, you've already slipped your feet over the lip, too, so that you can kind of do this, like, weird serpentine kind of, like, appearance onto your feet. Like, you were gonna haul yourself out by your hands, land on your feet, and then point with your finger and go, Aha! So, with your feet already off, she pokes you in the chest, and just as you're about to yell, Aha! Um, you get knocked back into the tub with another plonk and a gurgle. Uh, less loud than this time than, than the last one. 
Jane, pick him up and then bury him like a bone so we don't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> all right, all right. So this ha- this happened all over the course of a few seconds. Has anything changed? Have these people found us? Are, are they coming? Um, you still see the, the, the halo of the light, although it's approaching a little slowly. Uh, Anne is, Anne is gonna give Jane guidance for the inevitable fleeing we're about to do. Three, for your next thing. She touches the wolf, and she's expecting you to start running. Well, I can't just leave him there. Oh, but can you? Can you, though? (laughs) I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm apparently, like, deep in this trough. I mean... (laughs) You haven't had it. You haven't had this good a bath, Ronaldo, <laughs> since before the burning of Thinmund. Okay. Think about it, though, Jane. How well do you really know Ronaldo? Yeah, I, not not well. Uh, I mean, out of character, just speaking here, we don't know each other very well at all. Um, but anyway, uh, Ronaldo tries to get out of the trough because he doesn't want to be caught with his pants down in case uh, the people who are coming near him are the bad guys. I have a feeling like they might not be, but I, it, you know. It just occurred to me that we're all in this for different reasons. Like, Jane wants to help people, Ronaldo wants to get paid, and Anne wants to kill demons. Like, none of our interests align. That's interesting. Uh, Anne starts biting Jane's back. (laughs) Why? Why would you do that? Dicking around, I told you. Because she's stupid and frustrated. Not hard, she's not trying to draw kind of, I kind of purr at you. (laughs) Can they do that? Can dogs do that? Purr at you. To say, like, okay, I like that you like me, but fucking stop it. <laughs> I, I, I try to get out of the trough. I assume I can, but... I think, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're just trying to get out of the trough, yeah. if you're not trying to do it with any particular... Dice Funk episode 12, the one where we spend the whole time in a trough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, like, somersaulting out of it. I'm just getting out because I'm... Because Ronaldo is embarrassed. He's noticeably embarrassed. Let's go. Let's do something. Come on, guys. Dungeons and Dragons. Let's get out of here. So Ronaldo um, uh, hits the ground with a quiet, soft, wet thump as he hauls himself out of the trough. You're beginning. You you can now you can now hear voices. What are where are they saying? Um, uh, they're saying, uh, "Where have they gone? Are they are they still here? You know, keep looking, keep looking." Guys, either make a decision or Anne is going to take the reins and make us go. Seriously. Ronaldo tries to do the exact same thing again. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> but this time, hopefully, he can get he can get clear. In the ear, nose, and throat. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to... What I'm going to do is I'm going to take Anne and we are going to slowly back away. <laughs> Ronaldo's doing it. Ronaldo's jumping up and going, aha. So, can I, like, stealthily, like, fucking leave with Anne on my back? Let's just go. (laughs) Like, I don't want to go, like, too far, so in case Ronaldo, you know, gets in some deep shit, I can, like, you know, at least tear somebody's arm off. Out of character. Obviously, we want to keep the group together. But in character, fuck Ronaldo. Like, he's, <laughs> he's just some liar. Like, we don't know him. Ronaldo is trying to protect the uh, uh, and and uh, the wolf. So he's he's basically trying to take this uh, on himself. All right. So so Johnny, um, let me ask you this: How far is it to the corner of the house that's furthest away from us? Is, does that make sense to you? Yeah, so uh, and you're talking uh, you're you're talking obviously not in the same direction as where the light's coming from, right? That's correct. Um probably about 15 feet. 
Okay, so I'm going to make a stealth check to slowly back up and go around the corner of the house Mm -hmm. so that we're far enough away from him if something happens, but we're close enough so that if we see something happen, we can possibly do something about it. Okay. Uh, And cast Sacred Flame on Ronaldo. (laughs) Seriously? 23 to stealthily move to that corner of the house. No. (laughs) I honestly didn't know. Alright, so so does Ronaldo go, uh uh-huh? Well, hang on just a second here. Uh, We just snuck away. We just left you, bro. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You you make it. Cool. You get to the corner of the house. Um, How much would it change the tone of the game if Anne murdered Ronaldo right now? Okay. Uh so what happens? Um you decide that in order to make up for uh your previous attempt at a hang that you want to make this one really flamboyant. Great. So uh in order to you you get you take a couple of steps backward to make sure that you get a good like hop skip and a jump start. Uh and right out of the threshold as soon as you you take your little bounding steps, uh, you turn yourself a full, you know, 90 degrees to the direction of where the light's coming from, arm fully extended, hat at a jaunty angle, but not a disrespectful one. Still soaking wet, though. Yeah. Mustache, just a mess. You know, hair everywhere, making squishy sounds as you step. But you do manage quite a, to cut quite an impressive figure against the night. Finger <laughs> extended, yelling, Aha! <laughs> and then spit a little bit of water out. That's fine. You're confronted with a silhouette of what looks like a slightly smaller person holding a lantern who is facing you, and it takes a moment for your eyes to adjust. But you recognize Jack Robertson. Okay. All right. I say, I, I sort of, like, I put away my, my, um, weapons, and I kneel down, and I say, Jack, I need, I need to, you need to take me back, uh, to your parents' house right now. I'm very wet. Uh, <laughs> and, but that's not, that's like the least of my problems, but I'll explain once I'm there, okay? He says, we've been looking for you. Come on, this way. Alright, I follow. And he gestures you to follow him across the street. As as I, by the way, as I walk uh, and, and follow him, I'm trying to straighten my mustache because this is very important to Ronaldo. Do you have mustache wax in your inventory? I have a mustache comb, but I do not have wax. Okay, all right. The comb, the comb helps. You yeah. know, I mean, the water, the water will not have washed out like any yeah. of your your wax completely. So yeah. you you whip your comb out really quickly and just give yourself a a light quaff. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that was Schrodinger's torch-wielding dude, because if I had, like, shot fire around the corner, would it have been a child still? <laughs> there was there was a Schrodinger element to that, yeah. Okay, because <laughs> I don't want to accidentally bake a child alive, but if it's a possibility in this game, uh, we need to be careful of that, apparently. So we, we follow, right? Oh yeah, there is some serious possibilities that you're probably going to light a child's head on fire before the end of the campaign, Austin. Just, yeah. I'm not saying that that's something you're consciously going to do, I'm just saying it's something that's going to happen. Alright, I'll follow, but I'm going to follow, um, but I'm still a wolf, and I don't think they know I can turn into a wolf, so it's going to be really awkward. So, uh, you guys scurry off the street, and, uh, uh, Jack, um, turns his lantern down so that it's obviously not putting up as much light. 
you can still faintly hear hoofbeats, um, but Jess in her wolf state with her heightened hearing uh, can not only hear them, but she's actually somewhat positive that they are moving off in the direction of uh, the road that you guys took in from Stone Root. And, and whispers, for the audience, who is this kid again? <laughs> What? Uh, sorry, the um, Jack. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jack Robertson is the child of uh, Earl and Beth Robertson, who um, uh, uh, took the party in when they first arrived in uh, Rotswald, and uh, you know the breakfast family gave them breakfast and was really nice. And then um, I'm I'm excited about them dying horribly. Yep, go ahead. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So. <laughs> You're really selling the, the the nice angle. That's going to work out well for them. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So anyways, um, um, he leads you kind of circuitously among some houses across a small field. And uh, uh, before long, uh, you find yourself at the Robertson's estate. Okay. All right. Let's go inside. All right. Um, he opens up the front door and uh, motions to you, like, you know, for you to, to rush in. Am I going to fit? <laughs> um yeah you could it's it's um um it's it's a farmhouse they got big farm doors all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna go in all right um so uh the first thing that happens when you go in uh jess is akira the little girl kind of screams a little bit surprisingly um she's she's seated in a chair in the living room just off the side of the front door and goes ah! I, 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 I go to her very quickly because I, I don't want the uh, bad guys to be alerted, and I say, don't worry, she's really a person. That's not confusing to the child at all. Ronaldo immediately realizes that doesn't make any sense. It's like, don't worry, um, not gonna hurt you, so shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> she calms down and, and motions, to, motions to Anne to come close. Uh, Anne comes close? <laughs> Uh, Kira grabs Anne's hand <gasps> tightly. Do we jump oh. up and down on an E? e! No, she's she's a little distressed that there's a you know but the puppy. scary big ass dog. Anne goes, "Puppy!" Kira whispers, "Puppy, puppy." She she calms down a, a lot more. Okay. Jack sets his lantern on the table and says, "My dad and my mom are out looking for you too." <laughs> We're here. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> they're, they're dead. Renato does not say that out loud, but that's what he's thinking. Um, alright, um. <laughs> they're super dead though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh my god. I cannot even believe how dead these people are. I wonder if I should just, like, transform in front of the children. Well, I mean, we're going to rest, so I guess it's okay to get to, to go back to human form since you'll get those back after we sleep. As long as you get an hour, yeah. Alright, I'll transform back, that's fine. Akira looks at you in astonishment and says, How did you do that? Magic, mostly. Anne goes, Magic! And she shoots some, like, sparks out of her fingers the thaumaturgy. Uh, Kira's delighted. Okay. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> Ronaldo can't use magic. He feels left out. I go over uh, to Jack and I say, Um, when we left, that might have been a mistake, but here's what I, I have to ask you. Did you see a sickly-looking guy, like like he'd just been in a prison for a really long time? Because we left him because uh, he was a jerk. Um, did you see anyone like that? I didn't see no one like that, sir. Okay. Well, and then Renato sort of, like, wanders off because he doesn't know what else <laughs> to ask, and he just starts looking for food. 
<laughs> Jane walks over to Jack and says, Jack, do you know where Gillet is? The mayor's been looking for you, he says. He sent Callum round to talk to my dad, and um, the three of us, um, f- four of us, sorry, um, um, my dad, my mum, me, and, and Callum, um, have gone round town looking for you. Uh, Anne says, yeah, we found some bad guys at the school, and then they're going to kill us and a lot of other people because they're evil. Also, you're a kid. I'm sorry if that was scary. Uh, Jack kind of puffs his chest up and says, I'm not that much of a kid. I'm almost 15. Okay, grab a sword and come with us. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a man grown at this point. Yeah, in medieval times, you're like middle age. <laughs> he pulls he pulls a short sword actually from out behind him and says, Are you stupid? I wouldn't go out there unarmed. <laughs> Good, yeah, you're on our team now. You've been drafted. I don't think we're in the business of drafting people. Listen, we either need to sleep so I can get my spells back, or we need to, like, actually accomplish something. Uh, either one's fine well, with me. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for either the Robertsons or Gillett or Callum to come back. They should be back in almost an hour, he says. So you want to hide in the meantime? Hi- we should probably hide you before then. Mm, good, hide us. All right, Dice Folk, the, the Anne Frank adventure begins now. <laughs> I'm still looking for food. Do I find any? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, I take some uh, without asking. And I, I, <laughs> what what kind of what kind of food are you looking for? Or well, well, like, what's available? I mean, I, I you said I found some, but I, yeah, there's there's some vegetables. You see some like um, some dried meat, some jerky. Um, I eat the jerky. Uh, I definitely eat the jerky. Okay, That's all exactly right. You're having some jerky. Yeah. High adventure in the kitchen. All right, I'm gonna look at Jack and say, all right. So where are we gonna hide? Um, uh, Jack moves out to the corner of the, uh, of the room and kind of like, there's this little, you know, those doors that, that people inexplicably have in their houses that kind of like have a, a slant to the top of them. And you're sort of like, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, like, you those know, are weird. that's, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got one of those. He manages to pull it open and he says, you know, this is our way down to the root cellar. You can, you can hide in here. <laughs> That's good because there's no escape. <laughs> good thinking, Jack. There's another way out. He says. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, then I I pat Jack on the head and I bite really hard into my jerky and then I go down there. I go downstairs and I go to sleep. I love Jack. Can we replace Ronaldo with Jack? <laughs> hey, Jack. How do you roll? <laughs> do, you, do you botch? All right. Let's go. We all go down to the cellar. <laughs> all right. Okay, so you go down to the cellar, and it is, weirdly enough, as you have expected, uh, a root cellar. It's a little musty, there's some, like, you know, old grain and, like, wine and ale bottles and things like that. Anne's a cleric of light, so she uses the cantrip light to fill the entire cellar with light so we can check that shiz out, see if there are any hidden traps or bad guys. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know what's in the cellar, but we can see it all now. (laughs) There's a rat trap or two. Okay. Do you want to try and disarm it? I, I leave them alone. No, we put them in front of the door like home alone. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's do it. No, no, God. We're going we're gonna to hurt Jack. Jack, do you have any paint cans? <laughs> <laughs> no, they haven't, in, they haven't really invented like readily available paint cans yet. You have to kind of get it mixed on site. Medieval times suck. I just have a mechanics question. When I rest, I get my wild shape and all of my spells back? No, you only get spells back on long rest. 
Well, aren't we going to sleep through the night? No, we're waiting for them to come back, remember? All right, all right, all right, we'll wait. So I'm only going to get my wild shape back. You don't technically need to sleep. Rest just mean, like, you're not doing anything. Well, I'm going to sleep, because I probably haven't slept in, like, a few days, so... We slept last night. We slept slept once, but not a a whole lot. Oh, we did sleep last night, didn't we? And, And you rested most of the day as well, so... Yeah, we've been chill. Despite the fact that you got into a pretty nasty-ass struggle back in the school. Alright, so I'm just gonna, like, stay alert, but I'm not gonna, like, sleep then. Alright, we get back, whatever, we get back on a short rest, and, uh, plot happens. Yes, and I'm sorry, what what do you get back on a short rest here? I get, uh, my wild shapes back. I get my warding flare, and Ronaldo gets his, uh, action surge and, uh, healing whatever. Yeah, are you gonna, are you gonna spend a hit dice, Leo? Uh... Yes, yes I will, because I don't know what's about to happen. Yeah, that that was wrong. I'm sorry, I, I pressed the wrong button. Sorry. That was a pretty badass hit die. I know, especially seeing as how it managed to be 19-sided. Yeah, I get 6, so that um, gets me back to 35, so that's that's almost my maximum. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that, I guess. Alright, we chill for an hour. Alright, um, so... Uh, uh, Around the hour mark, you know, we, we won't split hairs. Okay. Um, uh, you you hear a uh, um, a soft kind of like rhythmic knock upstairs, and then the door kind of like creaks open a little bit, and you hear a voice say, "It's Jack. It's okay. They're back." And says, "What's the password?" I roll like a baller. He says. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right you do, Jack. You little hellion. <laughs> We go upstairs, because Jack is fucking crunk. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, half the shit you say would not be, like, appropriate <laughs> at this point in time. I want to get turned with Jack. <laughs> uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, like, sort of looks upstairs, because I want, I want to see, I want to talk to the parents and see what's up. Alright, are you heading upstairs, then? <laughs> Johnny, don't say it like that. No, he, um, he's just saying, like, he looks upstairs. I'm like, are you sticking your head out the door, Jim? My neck doesn't reach that far. I go upstairs. <laughs> Ronaldo <laughs> becomes a giraffe. Dalsim. Just, I'm just, I go up there. <laughs> Alright, so Leon, you proudly yeah. leap out of the basement somehow yeah. from that really small door, now completely dry, mustache excellently, arm extending and extended, and yell, Aha! No, I don't want to say aha. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, I say aha. Who am I kidding? <laughs> okay. I walk out from behind him and just shake my head. The um uh, uh both the Robertsons, um uh Erlen and Beth, uh look over to you with a little bit of alarm. Uh Gillet is in the um in the room and uh with his arms crossed, looking more than just a little put out at this point in time. His jovial demeanor is somewhat diminished by Something that appears to be bothering him. Okay, who all is, like, in this room now, exactly? I just want to get a feel for exactly who I'm looking at. I assume the Ro- the Robertsons, the two children, Gillet and us, right? Um, also Callum. Callum is there as well. Great. I do, like, the fi- finger gun point to Callum, <laughs> and then I uh, turn to Gillet, and I say, Look, we tried, but Yulik is a dick. Where is he? <laughs> no, correction, you two tried- I was a wolf. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Where is the? Where is Yulik? 
Gillet Gillet shakes his head and says, uh, uh, shakes his head at you guys and says, "This is this is your deal. I was just trying to help a couple of strangers here, okay." I don't really need to get pulled into this. I was just I was just trying to do the right thing. I don't need this kind of grief for my town. Because I I don't know what they have in that school, but I know that what they have is bad news and I don't want it coming down on my people. It's demons. Ronaldo puffs his chest out cuz he's looking kind of pissed off. And he says, "Yeah, you're the mayor, jackass. Mayor something." <laughs> You're, you're the mayor of this town, and you've let an evil school run roughshod all over your town. So yeah, this actually is your responsibility. It is literally your responsibility more than mine, because it's your town. You're the mayor. We showed up to rescue one guy. You're in charge of everyone. He, he shakes his finger at you angry and says, and you fucked it all up! No, I didn't. I didn't. And did. In fairness. And I helped. <laughs> I don't care I don't care which one of you it was, he says. I don't care which one of you it was. We're not fighters in this town. That school treats us very well for what we know it is. And it's let evil. it walk over us. Let it walk over us. They've been there for six hundred years. You're a giant child. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, but you you are. You're you're basically saying it's okay if they're evil so long as it doesn't hurt Ronaldo. you specifically. No, he's like, oh, I got mine, but fuck everyone else. Ronaldo. You're literally neutral. That is your life motto. Fuck everyone else. I went out on a limb for you guys. He Ronaldo. Says. Yeah. Shut up. I'm going to look at. I'm going to look at all of them, and I'm going to say, all right, look, it doesn't matter whose fault it was. Shut up, I point at Ronaldo. What I want to know is, what happened to Ulick, and what the hell are we going to do after we find out what happened to Ulick? Because I'm kind of pissed off that while I could have helped, I didn't, because I was more concerned about the lives of you and Anne more than I was over this person, and I felt that it was more necessary to get the two of you to safety rather than to, you know, deal with Ulick at the time. Thanks, Jane. You're welcome. Anyway, so my point, my question is, what happened to Ulick? I don't care what happened when we were all fighting, which I was not, but whatever. Tell me what happened to Ulick. <sighs> we barred him up in the town hall, Gillett says. If we're lucky, he's still there. Cool, mission accomplished. Not our problem. See ya. Can you give us a uh, can you give us a letter that says we found him, and then we can give it to the person who paid us to do this? Gillet just shakes his head at you. No, okay. We'll come back and kill all the bad guys. I just want to help Ronaldo, so he'll come to my church. I want him out of my town. Cool. Well, then, then we'll take him out of your town. Can you can can you dress him up like a lady, and then we can <sighs> we can walk him out? That's not gonna work, Anne. Oh, I just wanted to dress him up like a lady. Is there a way... Okay, how far is the town hall from here? Well, if we run, cautiously, we could probably be there in six minutes, seven minutes. What if we wolf? <laughs> no, she does, she, uh, I don't think... Wait, can she? Yes, Did she has all her wolves back. Oh, okay, great, great. She's hell-bent for wolf. Okay, well, if we wolf, we can get there in, like, less than that. Okay, Anne can't be the one to make the plan, guys. She's a fucking moron. Someone else has to do it. Uh, Renato just kind of glares at, um, Gillet, because he no longer likes him. 
Uh, <laughs> and, and he says, we need Ulick, so we'll get him. And maybe we can uh, get there by Wolf. And I, I sort of turn to Jane. I look at Ronaldo and I say, are you going to cock it up this time? I didn't. It was the small one. But I, I will try to be on my, my best behavior. And if he struggles, then we're just going to have to bite him. I'm not biting him again. That was an- the first time was enough. He was drawing blood. He's injured. He needs help. All right. Well, then let's just go over there and get him out of town. Jane ate a guy, I say to the whole room. <laughs> <laughs> I look at Anne and I say, okay, I was a wolf, first of all, and it was only his arm. And secondly, Kira looks horrified. <laughs> God, why did you do that? Um, so are we agreed this is what we're doing? Fine. I, whatever. Um, but when we get there, the two of you need to stop and let me do the talking. You're going to be a wolf. Can you guys create a distraction? Like, set a building on fire or something so everyone doesn't look at us? I am not lighting a building on my town on fire, Gillett says. Like, a, a, the building no one likes. No, just dance. Like, like the Ronaldo of buildings. <laughs> <laughs> just go out there and just kind of, like, do the electric slide. My people are done sticking their necks out for you, Gillett says. You came to town, we gave you shelter, we gave you food, we gave you everything that you needed. I told you every piece of information that I had, and you threatened to bring down the wrath of a centuries-old school that I know isn't really a school down on our necks. The only reason why we're not burning alive right now is they depend on us for all their food. So if you think that I'm going to take one step further for you people, you are sorely mistaken. I whisper something to Anne, um, and I want to do, and I sort of like pull her aside and make sure like Gila and the others cannot hear me when I say this. Um, I say, you know, they're collaborating with evil. <laughs> and I just wink, and then I leave, and I leave it at that. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! That's bad. You know that's oh, bad. I know. I know. Um, Renato's pissed. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna look at Gillet, and I'm gonna say, okay. I understand that you're in a very difficult position. However, if you want Ulick out of this town, you do actually have to stick out your neck one last time to get him out of here. In order for you to do that, I need you to give uh, to bring me to the town hall. I can do that, he says. But that's that's where our conversation ends. That's fine. I'm strongly considering having Anne flip out and hurt Gillet in front of everybody. Is that too far? <laughs> I'm okay with it, but uh, no, actually, let me let me rephrase that. I mean, Ronaldo, look, his his uh, he has like a code of honor, but he feels genuinely like, even though he's not a he's not a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. He really believes that uh, Gillet is a bad guy for basically supplying the bad. Guy. I'm gonna tell you right now, out of character, if Anne does anything to Gillet, I'm gonna wolf out and growl at her, and I'm going to I'm going to actually fight her in wolf form. Okay. To protect him. All right, all right. So let's uh, let's wolf our way there, and that's what uh, Ronaldo actually says. Uh, this whole way, I'm just gonna say Anne is like very pensive, like in her tiny brain, she's mulling over everything because it's it's a lot for her. She's not smart. She doesn't have the brains to to you know to, to think of any strong philosophical questions about the nature of good and evil. So right. she doesn't take any immediate action. Let's go. Okay. I'm going to apologize to everyone in advance. I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, but. And then I'm going to wolf out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we go. 
Kira yells, Puppy! And yells, Puppy! <laughs> I get I get on the wolf, and then I put uh, Anne on the wolf. We out. Bye, Jack. <laughs> Straight up pimp. <laughs> I, I, I ja- high five Jack, Jack throws some signs up <laughs> okay. as you uh, as as you go out the front door. Right. My human. Uh, Gillet has a couple of reassuring words with Earl and Beth. Um, still looking more than just a little tense, but when he talks to them, um, it's obvious that his concern and compassion is is still quite strong. <laughs> Damn it, Johnny! Stop making me feel bad for whatever horrible <laughs> shit I'm going to probably do to Gillet. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so he exits the door from behind you, uh, and says, uh, the safest way we can probably take is this way. Let's go. He points and, and starts running at a not wolfed pace. I mean, I'm going to follow him, but I mean, I'm huge. So I'm going to out, I'm going to outrun him if I go full tilt. Can you so. pick him up in your teeth and he can point? <laughs> let's just, let's just follow him to the point that we see the town hall and then we'll go at full speed. Okay, it's fine. Let's go. We gotta, we gotta hurry up, like, the storytelling, because we're running low. Alright. Um, so, at this point in time now, you guys hear no hoofbeats anywhere. The town is deathly quiet. Not a single thing stirring, as far as any of you can tell. But Gillet's still moving as though there's danger around every corner. Um, he's stopping at every intersection, peering left and right. Um, he doesn't even have a, uh, he doesn't even have his lantern lit. <clears throat> it's just kind of hanging limply down from his hand. Uh, and after crossing a few intersections and, you know, through a short field and stuff that looks all very familiar to you, but, but you're all kind of like, Jesus Christ, this town, it's like Pleasantville. What the hell? Um, you do recognize the town hall slash tavern sitting up ahead. He motions to you. There it is. Let's go. Um, before I do that, I'm going to turn, uh, I'm going to use my keen hearing to see if I can hear anything on the other side of the door. You hear nothing on the other side of the door. I got a feeling we're walking into a trap and Gillet is setting it for us. I feel like, that's why I feel like, that's why I'm like looking for, uh, that I'm looking for something that's obvious. I give Gillet a look. But I don't say anything because I know it'll upset the uh, the wolf. But since I'm on top, I don't feel like Jane should be able to see what I'm doing. <laughs> and I just give Gillard a look that says, if you fuck me on this. And then I just turn back. But I don't say it. Okay. <laughs> um, Gillard, um produces a key um, from a, a pouch on his belt uh, and uh, unlocks the back door that he is he has led you to. He knocks again a rhythmic knock, somewhat similar to the one that you heard Jack knock on the uh cellar door when you guys were resting, and then slowly opens it and peers inside. It's dark inside. And cast light. Alright. <laughs> it's a cantrip. Everything is light inside. Okay. Um uh, you you see the kitchen uh inside lit up. Good. It's it's still there's um there's a bowl of um or not a bowl sorry a pot of some kind of stew that's uh, sitting off to um the side of uh sort of the the cooking fire pit. Who's stew? Wait, who's who's stew? Is this a new character? No, a pot of stew. A dude. pot of stew. I know. That was that wasn't funny at all. Fuck, Austin. That was just. <laughs> I botched the joke. Lame. Dang. See Johnny, you should you should have just pretended like there was a new character named Stu and played along. Uh 
It's still it's still steaming a little bit. Um but everything looks really quiet. Alright. Bring him bring him out. Anne says. Ulick Gillet says. Ulick And he moves further inside the kitchen. Um the kitchen's completely empty, though. And uh he kind of like opens the door to another room and pokes his head through there and says Oh no. What happened, Gillet? Is it a cliffhanger? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Next time on Dice Funk. The three of you hammer the stake into the ground, proudly declaring your property. It's taken some time to work through this, but you finally achieved your dreams. Anne, Jane, and Ronaldo Realtors, come to us for the best deals in town. Pride flows into you. And the good news is, we don't have to bury Gillet, because you cremated him. Ronaldo's dead, Anne's dead, I can only resurrect one of them, so obviously I'm gonna resurrect this cat. Listen closely, because this is the most important thing anyone will ever say to you. Fuck Konami. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was beautiful. <laughs> As always, our theme song is A Fistful of Nickels, the overclocked remix arrangement of Shadow's theme from Final Fantasy VI. Executive producers for December 2015 are Joseph Timbrello, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Jason, Ingmar Gremen, Lord Revan, Kevin Sidlow, Tarka, The Cult of Gorfanax, Jacques Lindsay, Jorit, Michael Goodell, Vigor Arnston, Giorgio Renna, Christopher Charlow, Cody Jackson, August Rue, and Taylor Hoyt. Thanks for listening to Dice Funk all the way to the end. If you want to support the show, you can rate us on Podbean and iTunes. You can comment on Channel Awesome or YouTube, or even add to our TV Tropes page. If you want to help more directly, you can always go over to our Patreons, patreon.com slash austinyorski, patreon.com slash renegadecut, or patreon.com slash foolsgold. You can support Johnny by making homemade sausage or whispering compliments to trees.